welcome to Lifting Leaders Podcast, where we're unleashing leader possibilities to make a better world. I'm Trisha Ryan, and together with Crystal Roberts, we're diving deeper into some of the complexities of the world's most critical challenges and exploring innovative ways of navigating through them. Through interviews with experts and leaders just like you, we are exploring what it takes to thrive as a leader today and examining new ways of thinking about how to creatively lead into a more equitable, socially responsible, and sustainable future. And the future starts now. Hi, Trisha. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Crystal. I'm feeling a little bit under the gun right now. (laughs) We are recording this from my hotel room at the Santa Barbara Hilton. Yes. Front. And uh, after being in this amazing conference that Hudson Institute for Coaching has put on for the last several days. Yes, it's it's been really exciting, very inspiring, and just filled my heart. Oh. Also, I'm really proud of us that we took our equipment on the road as part of the Hope Research Project. Yes. And we were able to actually get a few of those interviews done. So that was really exciting. And so now here we are with our equipment and to be full transparency and vulnerability, we're under the gun a little bit of time wise because, hey, when you try something and experiment with something doesn't always work the first time. And we realized 15 minutes into our recording (laughs) that it didn't record. We really wish you had been here 20 (laughs) minutes ago. (laughs) We had a great conversation. So oh. anyway, so we're starting over, but, um, but look at that, you know, you pick it up, it's resilience, right? And Absolutely. here we go again. Yeah. But yeah, what a fun, what a fun thing. We're so excited that we've got some of those hope interviews recorded. If you want to help us in this research, go to our website and click on working with us. Yeah. Working with us. And then the hope research project, and you can participate and be a part of that research project about hope by filling out that pretty quick questionnaire. So we hope that you do that. Yeah, it's just four questions about hope. And they're, they're great questions. I mean, we've we've interviewed a few people who have said they really liked the questions and that they were a little harder, but that's um, perfect, you know, because it made them think about something. And then the demographic questions, because we need that for our research. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, my gosh, (laughs) it has been quite a, a sense of community here, hasn't it? Yes. It was such a great example of the power of community and how that can lift us up. Yes. And also, it was so much fun to learn together. I think that was also a really interesting piece. So lots of really good nuggets and insights that happened. And then being able to process that Mm -hmm. with other people just helped that learning expand and go deeper. The one thing I really appreciate about Hudson and um, our coaching community is that we typically, when we do something that is, you know, a, a learning opportunity, we don't just do surface level training. Yeah. You know, it's not like going to a training class or something where you learn something and if you don't use it right away, you lose it in yep. a couple of days, right? Yeah. But it's developmental and it's a lot of neuroscience and there's a lot of a lot of information behind it that makes you pro you, it takes time to process. Yeah. They do. It's, I'm sure there's a plan here, but you know, everything that we talk about takes time to process and everybody in that room, we had a few hundred people come to this conference and everyone in that room has gone through the due diligence of their self deep dive, right? Yeah. Because to become a Hudson coach, you have mm-hmm. to do, 
you have to do the self-work. You cannot become a Hudson coach without having done your own self-work on, you know, trying to look at how you think about things and how you process and, and not just how you do it, but getting through things that might have been tough for you in the past. So I appreciate the fact that we had colleagues in the room that had been through the same process. And so we had a different level of conversation in many cases. That's right, because we had that starting point, that common language, common experience. And I think that translates well into working with our clients mm-hmm. and working in organizations. That, like We really believe that, that having some common experiences, common language, deepens those relationships and helps you elevate the level of conversation you can have about really tough things. Yeah. And that is community, isn't it? That is community. It's like, you don't always have to be like-minded in everything, but having some common ground is critically important. Yeah. You know, you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. 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 I think the other thing that, that came out of it for me too was by having that level of trust that you've built already, mm-hmm. even if it's people that you had maybe just seen on Zoom or even, hey, this getting introduced, you know, hey, this is my friend. Mm-hmm. This is, I went through, had some with this person and they, you're sort of like letting them borrow your trust, right? When you inter- introduce them to other people. So having that level of trust in the room was really great too. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, I think it was a good learning opportunity for everybody here, maybe, but for definitely for me. Yeah. Was that, you know, you, you can come into this. And I was looking forward to seeing people that I went through Hudson with four years ago. I was yeah. just really looking forward to the reconnection. Um, these are people I love because I went through a lot of, a lot of stuff when I was going through it. Right. Yeah. We all do. But it's that, that you're speaking that. to that vulnerability, I think. Yes. And so by having that trust, you can be more more vulnerable. Absolutely. Yeah, which builds, continues to build that trust. It's a reinforcing loop. But the, the thing that really, the thing I loved was that um, the people you went through Hudson with, I got mm-hmm. to meet. And yeah. I made some really great connections, the point that I think I'm going to be interacting with new people a lot going yeah. forward. And the connections, you know, we had wonderful speakers. Our speakers were phenomenal. Yeah. And, I mean, people like Peter Block. Yeah. Peter Block, you know? Yeah. I mean, my gosh. I I have been following this man since the 80s, you yeah. know? And yeah. he's an amazing man. And to watch him now after seeing him 40 years ago, it it's a man who has come into himself, and he's he's living his wisdom, and... It's, it's contagious, you know, you want to be, you want to be there with him. You know, you can totally relate to the journey he's been on. I think I can. Yeah. And I, I just, I appreciated him so much. His talking about those opportunities that just made themselves available and he wasn't even out looking for them. They just happened. Right. And they, and that molded his, his future. Yeah. And I think I liked uh, his sort of challenge to us which was to say yes to unlikely invitations. Yes. And as I think back over the things in my life that have made a difference, a lot of them started there where I said yes to something that I wasn't necessarily seeing what the actual impact would be to me or that it would benefit me, but how I could actually maybe contribute and serve. Mm-hmm. And one of those was wiser. So that was an opportunity where I hadn't, I was able to give some feedback to them on their very early 
thinking around their, this is Hudson's new leadership development kind of spinoff. And it has been really fun. I've mm-hmm. been able to be a coach for them now. Uh, but that all started with me reaching back saying, yeah, I'll help you. I'll, I'll give you some feedback based on my experience in leadership development. So you never know what's going to happen with those unlikely invitations. And that makes me think of one of our other speakers, Michael Melcher, who yeah. was talking about networking, right? Yeah. The the power of networks. And and he gave us an example of, you know, meeting a, another parent. He's he has a parent, he's a parent of twins. And um, one of the mothers of one of the kids in, in his kids place play date circles, whatever, um, made a connection with him and, and asked him a question and, and he asked a question and the next thing you knew, she was offering him all sorts of opportunities and advice and all the things that he was just trying to connect. Do you know anybody who does this or do you know anybody who's got that? And apparently he's, he's reciprocated, but that's what networking is all about, right? Isn't yeah. it that connection, that yeah. community of people who have something in common, not necessarily everything, but something. In this case, it was his kids. Yeah. Right? And it sparked a relationship where he's actually gotten business from it. He yeah. has probably gotten a plumber from it. You know, you <laughs> never know. Yeah. But, but the whole point is it's that connection. One of the things that I got from that discussion that Michael kind of, put us through. He actually asked a couple of questions that I thought were really important questions to ask. But, but one of the things that came to me was that a lot of the things that we have set before us, and we were talking about this a little bit before, things that come to you and you, and, and if you catch them or if you take them in, if you, if you're brave enough to accept them, you know, good things can happen, right? Good things can happen. And, And in this networking thing, it's the same thing. You know, I can't even tell you how many opportunities I have turned down because I didn't want to either inconvenience somebody or I thought, oh, I don't know if I really want to go out now because I'm a homebody or whatever. You know, it was like (laughs) uh, whatever the reason or I didn't take an opportunity to participate in something that in business that could have made a big difference for me. That is networking too. And if you if you turn down that network invitation, eventually they stop coming. And right. so it's really important to pay attention. If you really have aspirations or you have a connection or a kind of work that you want to get in and those things are coming at you, grab them. Grab them. Because yeah. it can't do anything but help. If you have a failure in that, so what? You just learned something. That was a gift, right? It's yeah. a learning opportunity. And, and that's what resilience is. I mean... We're kind of going all over the the whole spectrum in terms of what we're coaching today, but it's true. Yeah. You know, it's networking doesn't have to be that hard, even if you have introverted behaviors or extroverted behaviors, right? It's not always the extroverted person who reaches out. Yeah, doesn't always have to be. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, and I, I love that Michael also encouraged us to be rebels. Yes, <laughs> that it is important to sort of. Break the rules where it makes sense. You're talking about Michael Hudson. I'm talking about Michael Hudson. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was, that was an incredible, (laughs) I loved what he was talking about. Yeah. As we think about the future and we think about our mental models Mm -hmm. and we think about kind of the, what our expectations are. It's like, Hey, be a rebel, like challenge things, push the envelope, 
try something new mm-hmm. so that you can grow and stretch and bring all those people with you. It's like a rebel mindset, right? Yeah. You know, and there's nothing wrong with it. In fact, not only is there nothing wrong with it, it's going to be something that will make the difference for our future. We are all living in patterns that we've been living in since our great-grandparents were in you know, alive, basically. Yeah. You know, our models haven't changed significantly, and they've been trying to, but they haven't changed enough. When we look at our environment, we see that. Yes. We're now in a, in a critical situation where all of those things that our great-grandparents, our grandparents, our, our parents, and us have been saying, oh, yeah, it's okay. My one little thing, my one little plastic bag I'm throwing away is really not going to make a big yeah. difference. Yeah. But it does. Yeah. Because enough people say that, we've just got an ocean full of plastic, right? And so that rebel mindset is saying, no, we're, I'm pushing back. No, let's yeah. not go that route. Let's do this, this off-the-wall crazy idea yeah. that, oh my gosh, I, and I'll, I'll quote Ridwell and Lomi because we use them, and the reason I love them is they're different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Ridwell is a place where you can recycle things that you can't easily recycle anywhere else. And Lomi, oh my gosh, in kitchen composting in 24 hours you get dirt (laughs) yeah yeah uh yeah uh and i i think we have to rethink everything and one of the things that i learned about which is i think a fairly new concept is banny which is yes yeah it's a new way to be thinking about change management and I'm just going to say what that stands for and then we'll unpack it in an upcoming episode Yes, because I want to understand it better. But Banny is actually, instead of VUCA, so sorry, I know we have VUCA coming up. We'll talk about this in that workshop. Yeah. Banny is now brittle. B for brittle. A is anxious. N is nonlinear. And I is incomprehensible. Mm. And when our speaker, Deborah, talked about this, I was blown away. I'm really happy that, that somebody has taken the time to really rethink what do we need to be considering as we think about change management. So that's really leading edge. I, I really appreciated bring having yeah. that brought to us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I just, I, I'm going to pop back to rebel for a second because we, I was just talking about like environmental stuff, but we're talking about rebel everything. Yeah. And so, you know, as coaches mixing it up a bit, being brave, doing what Pam McLean was talking about, right. Is like giving some space, you know, taking yeah. a pause, slowing down, doing just important stuff that enables people to maybe spark new ideas or have an insight about something that they've been stuck on, right? It's, yeah. This has been an incredible conference. I mean, I, I learned so many things. I'm going to be processing for quite a while, I think. Yeah. I think the other thing that the other person, well, there was so there was a lot of great speakers, but I especially appreciated Iko Bathia. Oh, <laughs> I like. I, know. I was so excited that we got to hear from her yes. and really think about identity in a little bit different way. And I appreciated her, just her candor, and also the the way that she's she takes this complex topic and sort of synthesizes it down into understandable, actionable things that we can actually do. And so. That was another speaker that I really appreciated that coming to us. Yeah. Yeah. I think that what she talked about, we'll have to unpack in a future um, session as well, because I, I think that was pretty powerful. We've got, we've gotten so much good information and 
I will say, because we are under the gun to get checked out of our room, but um, I will say that also, you know, just the people that we were with here at the conference, the the other coaches, the things I've learned from some of them, just through some of these exercises, Mm -hmm. have got me thinking that it, it changes the way we coach. You know, it really does. Yeah, it does. One of our closeouts, I think, is I go challenge us with this one notion Mm -hmm. around we think about identity and equity and inclusion and belonging. We need to come with a, Mm -hmm. a mindset that we are a learner and not a knower. Yes. And I thought that is so powerful and it's so important in how we approach all of our all of our work, how we approach our community and how we think about our future, that we want to be a person who is not out there telling everybody else what to do, but we want to be curious and lean in. And as Pam McLean said, linger a little longer. Longer. Yeah. Yes. Um, Yeah. And so while we would love to linger a little longer with you, (laughs) (laughs) they're going to kick us out of the hotel. In four minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for listening to our musings about this conference that was really going to set the foundation for the future, I think, for for us. And we'll be sharing little tidbits of it in future episodes. Hey, Crystal, before we leave, I do want to just remind everybody or let everybody know that we're currently in the middle of a several-week focus on the critical challenges in the healthcare industry and conversations about where there is possibility and hope now and into the future from different perspectives in healthcare. We chose to have this focus because having access to good healthcare is fundamental to making a better world. We often take it for granted that the system will just work and be there for us when we need it. And we know there were issues before the pandemic in the system, and it's still reeling from the pandemic's impact. We are hoping to bring attention to this critical field, to both the challenges and the possibilities in an effort to spark energy and hope to move leaders into action in whatever way they can to support this critical system. If you're a healthcare executive, maybe it is seeing an issue in a new way and providing coaching or development for your team. Or you're a consumer and you give an extra amount of gratitude to your provider the next time you visit your doctor. Maybe you can start a conversation in your neighborhood or community to do what you can to support this critical system. Whatever is right for you, please do that. We can all make a difference. And most importantly, we want to take this opportunity with this new project to highlight and thank a few of these people who have worked so hard and continue to work on behalf of all of us to make a better world. We hope you'll join us. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it was like all sticking out all over the place. Sorry, I had a moment. But um, <laughs> that's what best friends are supposed to be able to do is tell each other when their hair looks like funny. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Hmm.
，我。OK。